I've got a big thing happening on a tennis court. Hmm. I've got the reason you can't get good cigars. Hello. Hello. Oh, good. <laughs> it's Monday morning. Good yes. Lord. I mean, probably. Super exciting. It's the 2nd of December and mm. this is Date Fight, where we take great moments from history and we pit them against each other. Yes, I'm Nat Tapley, he's Jake Yap, and together we have scoured every corner of the internet to find the most interesting things that have happened on this day and we're going to make them fight for you as if they were two crabs on a beach arguing over a smaller crab and who gets to eat it. Wow. Crabs are weird. Uh, If you missed yesterday's edition, the 1st of December, uh, well, that was the climax of last week. And uh, we keep a score across the week. And I I came so close to winning. (laughs) I was so close to winning. Uh, But then I didn't. And then we had to do a forfeit. And if you want to hear the forfeit... Brilliant. Brilliantly, darkly... It sounds like a bit on a poster now. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, it was. A darkly comic masterpiece. And if you didn't hear it, you should go back and listen to it. Yes. In the meantime, though, let's have round one. Round one! For round one, I have the 2nd of December, 1845, when the President of the United States of America, James K. Polk, gave his State of the Union address. And in that State of the Union address, he adopted the theory of manifest destiny. Oh. Now, up until that point, when the USA was founded, it was meant to keep clear of foreign entanglements. It was very much a country founded on, leave me alone, I just want to do my own thing. Right. Whereas Manifest Destiny said something very different. different. It said, uh, we should settle all of this continent. There should be Americans all the way over to the other side, all the way over to where Seattle and California are, and all the way down, and all the way up, and it should just be... Americans, and by Americans I mean not Native Americans, I mean white people who have arrived in the last 200 years. Yeah. And so that was the beginning of um, the America's very fast expansion across the rest of the continent and then taking places, well, and then its involvement in uh, Caribbean places in the 20th century and its use of the CIA to invade places like Guatemala and it's the idea that it had a sphere of influence that covered the whole of that continent and South America, uh, rather than just being a little country who just wanted to be left alone. I don't remember they might be giants mentioning any of that in their song. No, they didn't. They were like, they left that out. He, he was okay. He was yeah, a regular they... Joe, not some expansionist. <laughs> they said the same thing about Dastard. James Ensor as well, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's just as bad. <laughs> Do they have a secret agenda? What the, Have they given yeah. rise to Trump? Yeah. Unbelievable. I blame they might be giants. Okay, well, I have got the 2nd of December 1942. Mm. This also in America. Like it's be a jolly one. N- n- no. You're in the not very jolly years. Well, it was the first nuclear demonstration, mm. by which I don't mean CND marches right. and all of that. I mean a demonstration of nuclear power. Right. A self-sustaining nuclear chain reaction. And it was demonstrated... Do you know where? No, unless it's the place we talked about in the 5th of November, where we dis- discussed plutonium being made there. Where was it? I don't know. Go back and listen. All the podcasts are there. Yes, by the way, they are real from the 5th of November. Yeah. Uh, It was the University of Chicago. Uh, Definitely. But specifically, do you know where they did it? Car park. On a racket court. (laughs) Where should we do the nuclear chain reaction? (laughs) Do it on the racket court. We're going to forge a new sun somewhere. (laughs) Where should we? Well, no one's using the tennis courts at two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be done by lunch. We did have a booking for a lab. I'm sure we booked. A- no, 
We've got the chess club in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was underneath the bleachers of Stag Field. What? It was a racket court. Underneath the bleachers? They didn't even actually do it on yeah, yeah. the court? Yeah, I mean, I think they let they got people off the bleachers before they were... Why didn't they do it on the middle of... Ladies the... and gentlemen, it might be a little bit warm. <laughs> <laughs> Just momentarily. We are create, recreating the visual power of a small star. <laughs> but, yeah, it should be done by lunch. So, uh, yeah, that was where they did it. Oh, well, you win. Really? Yeah. Oh, I sweet. I that one. Oh, sweet. That's a good start to the week. Mm. I could have done with that point this time yesterday. Never mind. Didn't get it. Fine. Uh, one nil. Brilliant. Let's have the birthdays. Happy birthday. Let's say happy birthday to Georges Seurat, who uh, did we? paintings Point- full of dots. Pointillism. I'd, I'd, I've got nothing against point, point, point pointillism. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> not a pointillist. <laughs> I'd, all them dots I mean, everywhere. There's just two, all I'm saying is there's too many dots. I mean, I'm not pointillist, <laughs> but there's too many dots. <laughs> I mean, you have to get a certain amount of, way, of distance away from the paint to make it yeah. make sense. Or yeah. you can use your magic eye eyes and... And get yeah. a lot closer. Can you see the fish? Can you see the dolphin? <laughs> I mean, he basically invented 20 dots per inch. Yeah, he invented uh, DPI low res, He invented low-res painting. <laughs> Maybe it was just to save paint. Maybe. I don't have to cut... I don't have much red left, but if I do... Yeah, dot, yeah dot, he was the first inkjet. <laughs> also, happy birthday to Penelope Spheris, who directed Wayne's World. Oh, wow. It's her birthday today. Happy birthday, Penelope. And Britney Spears, who was the most searched person on the internet between 2000 and 2009. Good Lord, really? Yes, apparently. Wow. Only on Piers Morgan's computer, but... Happy death day to the Marquis de Sade. Oh. He was completely bonkers. He spent 32 years in different asylums, 11 years in the Bastille. Crikey. And uh, wrote lots of books, which are essentially, I say books, they're not novels, they're just lists of different ways people can abuse each other. To-do lists. Yeah. <laughs> First hand go yeah. from ceiling, then... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then take out the compost. Yeah. Yeah. And then he'll do another chapter, which is just the same in reverse. It's not narratively very exciting. No. Or really on any other level. No. Is it really? No. It's all just a bit... Mm. It's a bit clinical. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the sponsor? And a bit comprehensive. Because he had 32 years to sit there doing it, he's gone through every variation of every person right. and every orifice and every animal. Right, right, And you right. just get the feeling that he's yeah. going, oh, I haven't done tortoise in the ear of a nun. Tortoise in the ear of a nun! <laughs> Did he just have, like, dice? Yeah, you know, he throw three <laughs> dice. Like, like, those terrible 90s right. so, Lick, shoulder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jab, <laughs> compass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, happy birthday to Shirley Crabtree. Uh, Big Daddy, the wrestler Big Daddy. Of course. Um, who uh, retired at the age of 63. Now, do you know what his name was before he was called Big Daddy? Medium Daddy? He was called the Blonde Adonis. Oh, yes! <laughs> a moniker which has been adopted now by yeah. world leaders. Yes. Blonde Adonis, who retired at 63, and proved, I think, to all of us that fat 63-year-old men should not be excluded from the world of professional sport. And Definitely not. That's good. I'm, I'm going to be there in another 15 minutes. 
<laughs> and happy birthday to Pablo Escobar, the king of cocaine. Yeah. Who had a pond full of hippopotamuses and many other wild animals. Was he the Marquis de Sade in disguise? He may have been. Okay. He had a nun with a tortoise in there going, get <laughs> <laughs> And I'm going first this time. Yes, you are. And I'm going to the 2nd of December, 1697. Mm. When... St- my kind of year. Yeah, that's your that's your sweet spot. Yeah. St Paul's Cathedral yeah. is consecrated uh, for use. Yes. Uh, it was designed by Christopher Wren mm-hmm. uh, after the last one got done in by the Great Fire. Got burned up, like. And uh, the Great Fire destroyed 373 acres of London. Mm. And... Uh, there were great plans for London after that. And yeah. Sir Christopher Wren, who did St Paul's Cathedral, he designed a completely new template for London yeah. based on Paris, yeah. basically, with grand boulevards and, and tree-lined mm. avenues and stuff. And London kind of went, you've oh, got no money for that, mate. <laughs> Just <laughs> knock up some slums. Hungerford Bridge, do that. <laughs> Although the Paris could only be Paris because in the 19th century they knocked most of the buildings down, kicked the poor people out. Yeah, and they yeah. Went, oh, we need a lovely boulevard line with trees here, not houses full of where people live. Yes. But where shall we go? I don't care. Buff. Je m'en fous. What have you got? Okay. I have the 2nd of December 1961 when Fidel Castro admits... Well, doesn't admit. He finally comes out and says, I'm a Marxist-Leninist and we're going to be a communist country. Having taken over the country in 1959, he spent two years essentially playing America and Russia off against each other to see who's going to give him the most money. Right. And he went to America in 1960 to say, hey, we're lovely capitalists. We would love to be part of your... We love your Coca-Cola. Yes, we just, you know, don't like your casinos and the sugar fields, which we've nationalised, but the rest is fine. Okay. And... Eisenhower refused to meet him and he sent Nixon out and said, which is never a good idea if you want to make a good impression on someone, to send out Richard Nixon, <laughs> the sweatiest, <laughs> grumpiest man in politics. Um, and they didn't get on. No. Uh, suffice to say. Um, so Castro went back and then tried to get loans. Essentially, Castro needed some money and was going to be friends with whoever gave him the money. He tried to get um, a lot of oil from Venezuela, but they said no. He tried to get money from America. The Americans said no. And so... The Russians then gave him $100 million and he said, guess we're communists now. Guess what, guys? I just worked it out. We're all really <laughs> communist. Um, and that then led to... Uh, well, also, he was minded to do that, I think, because the US had already tried to invade once with the Bay of Pigs earlier that year. Yeah. I mean, that's a quite an important detail. Yeah, the little detail. Um, and so that's the beginning of the uh, United States' proper hostility to uh, Castro. And yeah, apart from the, the invasion. Yeah, well, yeah, that invasion was nothing, mate. Yeah, well, now I've still... got the other. <laughs> if, if you keep invading, I will definitely, at some point in the future, say I'm a Marxist-Leninist. Yeah. And then, right. look who's laughing now. Yeah. Look who's got Soviet missiles in their backyard. Mm-hmm. And so that is what I think is the most important thing to have happened. You know, Cuba's day. got, uh, or certainly had, I haven't checked lately, Mm. The lowest infant mortality rate in the world. Does it? Yeah. They've got incredible health care and amazing literacy rates. Mm. So stick that in your communist utopia, mate. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Something's not interesting, but I'm saying it and I'm going to go on saying it. Okay, well, seismic moment in geopolitics or yeah. some church. Okay, yeah. fine. Yes. Pulls it back at the end of the day.
Aww. What does that take us to? One all, doesn't it? One all, yeah, fine. One all. Yeah. You squandered your lead. Uh, all right. On Christopher Wren. Yeah, well, I don't care. Uh, he does care, I can see. I do, I'm, I'm looking, really, 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 really annoyed. I have not won this yet, and I intend to. Uh, thank you very much indeed for listening. Yes, we'll be so back much. tomorrow mm-hmm. with another date fight. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share, and tell everyone and all the rest of it. Yes. Uh, because Did you know 44% of all podcasts are listened to because someone told someone to listen to them? I thought you said 66%. 66% is word of mouth generally, including like top 10 lists that people have written. Okay. Tweeting. But actual physical human beings telling each other directly is 44%. I can believe that because I only listen to podcasts if someone tells me yeah, to. Yeah, I assume they're all terrible unless someone says yeah. that one's not terrible. So be that person. Give that person be the a, change a you great want to time. See in the world. Do the, oh, exactly. Be the change you want to see in our bank account <laughs> <laughs> so that we can carry on doing it. And it this. is change. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm ever so sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry to trouble you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm looking for a six part commission on Radio 4. Um, if you did have any free slots you could spare, ladies and gentlemen, I'd be very grateful. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. See you tomorrow.